Hey now. Night Funk coming in hot. Let's bring it back. Uh, uh. It's funky. I had to let the uh, I had to let the guitar solo happen. Yes, that's damn funk playing a fucking guitar. It's badass. Uh, Night Funk is the collaboration between Damn Funk and I believe Night Jewel is the name of the artist. And um, worth checking out. Absolutely. I mean, they had like a four song album that they just came out with and. It's a quick listen. I 100% recommend checking it out if you're into funk or any kind of music that I've kind of suggested on this podcast. It's, uh, I mean, I guess it's not really like anything I have ever suggested before, but man, is fucking damn funk funky. And so is Night Funk as well. So worth checking out. And obviously, um, damn funk is like the main artist. Check him out first, too. I mean, He's just an incredible DJ. I have a ton of songs of his on a bunch of my different playlists, the content for the culture playlist, everything like that. So welcome. Episode 17, I believe, content for the culture. Thank you for listening. I'm thinking of changing the name for the podcast. It sounds a little elitist. I was talking to some friends that actually listened to it, and I'm like, I kind of sound like a fucking uh, hoity-toity douchebag. I don't know. I'm like, mm, you can't get on my level. But I mean... It, it you get the point um you're here because you want to hear about good music movies television everything like that we have a fun discussion um i do just want to preface this episode by saying literally i'm recording it as like probably an hour after i heard about uh what happened in france with there was like a truck and it like fucking ran over like 73 people at least last i saw and um how horrible that is and i I know you don't come here to listen to that uh, listen to me talk about anything like that or get bummed out i do just want to acknowledge it and say it's awful and i wish the best for anybody involved um personally or however it's just a terrible thing and you know it's funny because i was thinking today uh before i did the podcast i was i remember i mentioned last episode i'm like oh i might have to get into politics and then i like you know i listen to a bunch of shows and you know adam carolla howard stern you know, even, you know, Bill Burr, he'll get into it a little bit, but the, the former two, they, they really get into politics, which I love and I find interesting. But then I was thinking about my podcast and I'm like, that's not what it's about. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's meant to be positive and, uh, just meant to be a good time, something for you to listen to and enjoy. That's not to say that there's not bad shit happening in the world, but I mean, you know, who knows, maybe I'll get into it every once in a while, but I definitely kind of had a realization and this was before even the thing happened uh, in France, which is just such a fucking tragedy. But, um, I, I just thought, you know, today, earlier this morning, I'm like, oh, there's just, why would I even get into that? You know, there's no point. I don't need to be barking in your ear and just adding to the political noise because good God, it gets out of control with everybody being online and having their voice. I mean, listen to me, I bitch about movies and music for fucking an hour straight. And some people listen, you know, it's like, I, I need to be heard, you know, and some people need to be heard politically. And I'm just like, you know, maybe I don't, I'm kind of young, I'm uninformed. And, uh, don't really know anything. I really would be talking out of my ass the most of the time. But, you know, that said, uh, just horrible tragedy. And I'm not trying to focus on that. Um, but I did just want to mention it. And it's an awful thing. So I, I hope everybody uh, is okay. That can be okay and wish them all the best. And it's a fucking horrible, horrible thing to happen. But uh, nonetheless, we have a lot of things to talk about. I have a huge list of things. It's great. I have so much music to suggest. And then I have like two movies I saw recently in the past two weeks. Um, I have, 
like four shows. I mean, I, I just really been cranking out a lot of shows and movies and stuff. It's great. Um, but I also feel like I'm not devoting all my time to it. I don't know. I think it's just cause I've had a lot more free time recently and I'm just kind of adjusting to it. I'm like, Holy shit, man. Like you have a lot of time to do whatever the hell you want. So, uh, I still find time for guitar and everything, but I'm still like crushing all these shows. And I'm like, still like, I'm going to mention a bunch of new shows and everything. It's like, but I'm still watching Larry Sanders. I, I haven't given up on that yet. So, um, basically, uh, with the music thing, first off, uh, I saw Kevin Morby live. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that on the last episode, it was right before my birthday weekend. Um, doing this episode on a Thursday again, because you know why Thursday is probably one of the best days of the week. And I'm just in such a fucking great mood getting off work. I mean, it's like, and I know it's not the weekend yet, but it essentially is, you know, Friday is nothing. Friday is nothing at any job. Even if, even if you work in an emergency room, it's like, no, Fridays are usually pretty great now, but I mean, really it, it is solid and I'm in a good fucking mood. Um, you know, on the flip side, I really don't think there's a day worse than Tuesday. Tuesday is the single fucking worst day of the week because you go into work on a Monday you talk to people, your coworkers, um, whatever you're in a good mood, not only because you had a fun weekend or whatever, you know, it might not even been that great of a weekend, but you had time off. You're doing whatever the fuck you want. You were making your decisions. Um, but it's not even just because of that it's that you come into and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm positive because I just had a few positive experiences these past 48 hours, et cetera. It's like, no, on top of that, you actually have something to fucking talk about with coworkers. And you're like, all right, well, what'd you do? What I do, et cetera. Fucking awesome. It's such a great, honestly, Mondays aren't that bad. And usually by the end of the weekend, I'm like, all right, you could use a night off of drinking or something, you know, or having, you know, whatever, just like you could use it. Just, you have to go work. Like it just, it's a part of fucking life, you know, to, I don't know. Just keep your fucking head straight. So, I mean, Monday is phenomenal. I had a great Monday and then Tuesday came. It's like, is there any day worse? Cause the reality hits here. Like, Oh, I have this entire fucking second half of a week and more than a second half of a week, especially coming off of a four day work week, like last week because of the 4th of July. Um, and it's just like, Whew, it's brutal, but we're here on a Thursday and it's fucking great. I'm in a, I'm in good spirits, uh, minus fucking awful things happening around the world. Um, and, uh, I'm ready to talk about some music and shit. So I'm glad you're listening. Thank you everybody. And, uh, if you are listening to this right now, please rate and review on iTunes and subscribe to all my fucking Spotify playlists, baby. I mentioned them all. I hoard myself out last episode, so please check it out. So, um, first off, like I was saying, I saw Kevin Morby for my birthday. Uh, it was a great show. Went with some friends, um, at this fucking awesome bar downtown in Phoenix. I believe I've recommended it. Uh, Valley bar. I saw Kian Nugent there. Yeah, I said his name Kian, even though I was saying Cian or Cyan Nugent for like four episodes on the podcast. And I see him live and he's like, I'm Kian Nugent. I'm like, oh, okay. I wish I could have said that in an Irish accent, but I can't. Uh, but but we saw Kevin Morby. It's a pretty easy name to pronounce. I'm no, I know I'm pronouncing it right, um, but he put on a great show. You know, I'm not a huge fan of his music in the sense of um, I just don't listen to it that often. I really like his music. I think it's great music. And that's kind of why I went with friends to go see him because I'm like, anybody can enjoy this show. It'll be a good time. Uh, but you know, I don't necessarily put on his records all the time, but he's got that Leonard Cohen, you know, uh, James Taylor, especially kind of soft acoustic rock folky sound. Uh, but they really rock out on stage. You know, if you're any kind of live, that's the thing about seeing live bands and live music. It's so awesome because there's ebbs and flows to every show ups and downs. And, you know, they got to keep it progressive and fun and exciting. And then they, you know, slow it down. Like there was a point where it was just him on the stage doing his solo set. And it was, it was great. So he put on a great show. If you ever have a chance to see him, please go and see him. I think tickets were like 
13 bucks, 15 bucks, something like that for me and my friends and my friends who literally have never listened to him before. I'm just like, I think you guys will like him. Let's go for my B day. They had a great time too. Just good live music. So can't recommend that enough. Um, phenomenal show. And they fucking rock out a little bit and which you love seeing in any kind of four piece ensemble band. I mean, you don't see that anymore. It's like, we got the lead singer songwriter playing guitar and singing. We got a girl playing guitar on the side, a bassist, and we got a fucking drummer. It's like, let's go. You know, it's awesome. I, I wish, I wish that kind of music was more popular. Uh, but I guess you always want what you can't have in this life. So either way, check them out on Spotify or go see them live if you get a chance. So, um, and then obviously music suggestions for the week. I talked about damn funk night funk at the beginning and I'm sorry if I'm rushing through this. I'm probably talking really fast, but the reason being, I just have so much to talk about. There's so many fucking shows and movies and music. And I guess talking about talking about it isn't going to get me through it faster. So anyways, um, Kevin Morby, Damn Funk, Night Funk, check it all out. And then, okay, so two big things. Um, we've got Bob Reynolds Guitar Band on YouTube. I'm going to play a clip of it right now. And if you are into jazz or anything like that at all, man, is just shit groovy. Just listen to it. Please give it a chance. And um, I'm going to throw that on. Bob Reynolds was one of the saxophonists in John Mayer's uh, touring band, I think back in like the late 2000s. Um, and fucking phenomenal. And I don't really know anything about saxophone or jazz playing or anything like that, but um, not my bag really. I play a little like even guitar. I play more like blues and shit. Uh, but either way, he's fucking phenomenally talented. And, um, this is just kind of like songs from, let me pull it, let me pull up the clip. It's just a song from a live show that they're playing in some jazz bar in LA. It's fucking cool. And they groove it up worth listening. And then the second clip is actually speaking of John Mayer. Um, I've suggested this to friends before, and I know I've talked about it on the podcast. So I'm a huge fan, total fanboy for sure. And I'm a guitar nerd. So it's like, I'm into him. It's cool. It's cool, dude. Yeah. Trust me. It's cool. I'm, I'm chill. I'm not like crazy fan, but you know, whatever, uh, you know, whatever. I have some photos of him up in my room. It's all good framed pictures. Uh, no, but it's, it's a video of him playing live. Um, I believe at hotel cafe in LA, um, which is such a fucking cool venue because celebs that don't want to do a big show and maybe just like test out new music, you know, John Mayer being one, uh, one of those people included, they, uh, they play kind of just these quiet, simple, um, intimate shows and granted this one's not actually quiet it's fucking loud they're rocking out but it's john mayer thundercat steve jordan one of the best drummers on planet earth and then i think zane carney one of the guitarists uh who tours with, with john mayer now so um those are two great I, I was just thinking i'm like why haven't i suggested these yet and i'm just gonna play them a little bit um and so this one is from bob reynolds guitar band called blues for charlie i think this i want to make sure it's the right one yeah, it's got to be this one. All right, I'm going to get it going. Let's hope there's no YouTube ad. Oh, yeah. That groove. Thank you. 
Yeah, so you can probably tell it's like really, I don't know, I, I feel like it's a kind of style of jazz that almost anybody can listen to, whether or not you're a big fan. Um, and I know I told you I have like a jazz playlist on Spotify. I think it's kind of an interesting genre. You just kind of have to find your own subset within the genre that you might enjoy, slower, faster, whatever. Um, and this is a fucking great combination of what I love, him playing saxophone, and then there's two guitarists and they jam out a little bit. So uh, I'll let him solo for a second then. And then I'll probably change clips. You get the idea. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's called uh, Blues for Charlie, and there's actually six different clips of them playing live together. Um, I think there's one other one I, I really enjoy, but some of it also was very like traditional jazz, and I'm, I'm not into that. You know, when I talk about it, I'm not really into old school stuff as much. I think on my place I have some of it because it, it is groovy, but I, I prefer a little bit um, funkier of a uh, of like a jazz style, kind of like mixed with like blues a little bit, and um, that's like a perfect fucking combination of the two where you got like a little bit of the saxophone these two guitars there's two guitars and they both jam out so well and if you're into that instrumentation it's worth listening to um and just fucking awesome like i love it and it's like a 10 minute jam session and i'm totally getting into that kind of stuff so i hope you don't mind it because i might be talking about it more often than not um and then the uh second clip and i think that might be it for all the music suggestions um and I hope you're enjoying listening to music throughout the podcast. I'm actually just like keeping my plug, uh, my phone plugged in and thinking, fuck it, why not play you the clips a little bit? So while you're sitting in your desk, in your car, whatever you're doing, um, you can check it out as well instead of having to like hop on YouTube or something. So uh, any feedback is welcome on the new format of the podcast. So uh, the second one I want to talk about, like I said, John Merritt jamming with Thundercat. Um, Steve Jordan, who, like I said, is an incredible drummer and uh, toured, toured with John Mayer too. And it's kind of one of those clips I want you to listen to because even I have a friend, you know, I told him about it and it's, you know, there's one that's like an hour and 20 minutes long of them jamming. I'll just play the last song that they play because it's a cover of Donny Hathaway's The Ghetto. Talking about the ghetto. You know what I'm talking about? And so um, it's funky as shit and they're just, it, they're awesome. And and on, in the clip, I don't even think you hear uh, John Mayer solo at all. Um, but if you play the, if you're into this and you kind of dig it, then maybe just play the whole clip. It's like an hour and 20 minutes of just insane instrumentation by these like incredibly talented musicians and, um, and fucking JM just solos his ass off the whole time too. It's awesome. And you know, Thundercat's grooving the whole way. I mean, I think I even talked about Thundercat the first episode. So when this YouTube video uh, came to my attention, I was fucking blown away. I just couldn't believe it. Um, 
because literally I watched the first, I mean, I watched the entire hour and 20 minutes, like the first time I'm like, I, I can't not do this. And I listened to it again. I think I've listened to it maybe like three or four times. Cause it's just like, damn, what a dream show. Great combination of artists that I fucking love. So, um, I'm going to get it started. And this one is just, I mean, if you ever want to listen to it, literally just YouTube John Mayer Thundercat, you'll see, um, a shorter clip. That's the one I'm going to play. And then, uh, there's like a longer one, obviously an hour and 20 minutes. Um, but I hope you enjoy it and, and really listen to the, the drumming from Steve Jordan as well. I mean, he has got incredible groove and stays in the pocket. Like nobody I've ever heard. It's insane. Um, he was one of the three of their John Mayer trio. Jesus, I'm fanboying hard. I'm fanboying hard. All right. I've been listening, coming clean. I've been listening to John Mayer a little bit lately. Sorry. I, I have been though, because, uh, just been trying to learn new guitar licks and everything. And I listen to Steve Ray Vaughn and then jump back to John Mayer and this, that, and the other. So, um, I'm just going to play the clip and then maybe you will respect me a little bit more and not be like, Oh, listen to your body's a wonderland pussy boy. It's like, no, I'm listening to fucking jam his ass off. So, uh, here we go. That bass groove, baby. All right, so he's bringing a dude up on stage. Uh, Steve, uh, what's his name? David Ryan Harris. He was he used to tour with them as well, of course. Just chilling in LA, going to the show. Got a fucking amazing voice. Again, um, you get the idea of fucking grooving. Um, I almost wanted to play the first clip just like from the intro because 
you hear John Mayer fucking jamming the whole time, and it's awesome for like a guitar fanboy. But just in terms of like good music too, they're just jamming the whole time of stage, and it's all improv- improvisation. So worth fucking checking out. Um, and I mean, just good music to listen to, like a really long uh, amount of music to listen to, which is never a bad thing in my eyes or ears. I guess would be the right way to put that. All right, so I mean that pretty much does it for the music portion of the podcast, though, because I think. I mean, I'm 22 minutes in. I have like so many fucking movies and shows to talk about. Um, I almost want to save them for another episode, but um, I'm going to save at least one artist that I was going to talk about uh, for another episode. Um, And very good, progressive, um, modern day jazz band um, that you'll definitely enjoy. Like mainstream, it's fucking good. Like their Spotify music has um, like millions of plays, which is awesome. So you can enjoy it whether or not you're into uh, into any of the stuff I might have played a little bit earlier um, from like Bob, Bob Reynolds or something like that. Okay, so I saw two movies recently um, and one was good, one was bad. And one was, the one was bad was bad because it, the expectations had gotten so astronomically high there was no fucking possible way that those expectations could have been met okay so i'll start with that one so my roommate and i um eventually get our hands on deadpool and we'd both heard such good things and obviously everybody loved it it fucking had great ratings great um you know ratings from both the audience and the critics i think it was certified fresh like maybe high 80s 90s um, on top of that, it had, uh, like hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. Like, I don't know. It just made so much fucking money. It's insane. And everybody just loved it. It was like a phenomenon. I just didn't see it. Cause I'm not into superhero movies. I think I talk about that all the time. I hate how predictable they are. I just can't sit through them. They bore the shit out of me. Um, so we finally fired up, we put it on and honestly, I was not that, like, I just wasn't that into it. And it wasn't me trying to be a movie douche because I know I I can be that way. I know I can, uh, I know I can be harsh and, uh, I can, I can push it a little, I can push it a little far sometimes. I think I shit on Star Wars on this podcast, which obviously everybody fucking loved who doesn't like Star Wars, but I somehow find a way. And it's the same thing with Deadpool. I find a way to just complain. My biggest problem with the movie itself was the pacing. And the setting up of the story, I just was so not into um, the way it was structured as a whole. So essentially, it starts with this wacky car chase, and he or no, wait, it starts with him in a cab, and he's like joking around with the cab driver, and it's funny. Um, I guess I mean I really wasn't that into it. Like I just didn't, I just wasn't laughing that hard. Maybe I needed to be in the theater. I don't know what the problem was. But either way, we sit through it and it starts with him in the cab and he's cracking fucking wise and, you know, whatever. It's very obscene and explicit. And and honestly, I did underestimate. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot this was R-rated, which I did. I absolutely commend them for in making that movie. Um, But then I saw uh, the next fighting scene, I guess. And honestly, it just pointed out to me, like, maybe maybe I'm just not that into action. You know, maybe that's honestly why I don't even like superhero movies. I I like dialogue driven stuff that's more human. builds characters more and just, you know what I mean? Something a little more relatable, I guess, than turning into a superhero and saving the world. Um, but either way, I, they see the fight. It's badass. I guess he's fucking shit up really bloody. Woo. You know, whatever. And then it's like, well, how did we get here? And then it did this awkward shift and it like had to just build his relationship with his girlfriend. 
and then it was hopping around a lot, and then it came back to the fight, and it's, oh, he wants to be an X-Men, and then it cuts back to the past, and then it shows him turning into a superhero, and honestly, it, it was just kind of, it's like, why did I like the first Spider-Man so much? Everybody loved the first Spider-Man. It was fucking awesome. And because it set the precedent for the superhero structure and it really did a great job of telling, I think, like the, and then what was that, like 2001? Man, that's a throwback. But man, it was a fucking awesome movie. I think everybody enjoyed that movie. And kind of it was one of the first really solid superhero movies that was like next, you know, new age with CGI and everything. But I'm, you know, I'm watching that film and that film and I love the way they build him up as Peter Parker and he turns into a superhero. It's awesome. Why do I love Batman Begins? Why do you love Batman Begins? Because the way it builds him up as a superhero is so well, uh, so well done. And it starts right from the fucking beginning. And Deadpool was like, all right, fighting this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, okay, we're just going to hop into it. And then it cuts back to the past. And it just slowed down for me. And obviously like that's a choice they wanted to pace it down I just didn't like the pacing and the structure of the story I just couldn't get into it it was all over the place and literally we paused it because you know we're watching at home unlike you could do it in a theater and looked at the time and finally when it like he had turned into a super superhero and he was ready to kick some ass and we finally get all the backstory we have and we're finally in present day and we're not going to flash back anymore um it's an hour in the fucking movie and we have like 40 minutes left and I was just like get that out of the way sooner and I know it's kind of not always fresh and original to tell it in a chronological order, especially with all the superhero movies that have come out. I get it, but it's a formula that I'm into. And, um, I, I know I'm one to bitch about formula cause it's all I practically care about, uh, uh, complain about on this fucking podcast with music and movies, but either way it, for whatever reason, it just, I, it didn't click with me. And I just finally an hour in, I'm like, I'm bored and I didn't finish it. And it, I obviously think it's, it's a good movie. I think anybody um, who says they like it, I'd, have, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I get why you like it. It's fucking awesome. Like, it's an awesome movie. But um, it just didn't, it wasn't there for me. And like I said, you know, it's, I think Spider-Man, I don't even know why I brought up Spider-Man. I haven't fucking seen that movie in forever. But I do remember, like, the story of him at least becoming Spider-Man was fucking awesome. And it was done the comic book way. But sometimes, like, that's the best way to do it. And it was just so, I don't know, just classic and well done and, and original. And at the same time, um, on the flip side of that, then you have, you know, like I said, Batman Begins. And I guess I don't talk about superhero movies much ever on here. I'm just not a big superhero movie fan, but some, those are some of my favorites. And obviously everybody loves fucking Batman Begins and Dark Knight. But I, at one point, I, I and I think I still might even argue, I argue that Batman Begins might be better than Dark Knight because you get the origin story. And there's very few characters that you can really not have an origin story for and you just fucking care about them. Like, I don't know what it is about, like, like in The Dark Knight, you give a shit about the Joker. Um, you care about him, even though you don't really know anything. You're just like, okay, your dad, oh, you're scary. <laughs> your dad fucking, you know, cut a smile on your face. Oh, sorry, man. You know, I don't know. It's, but whatever, you care about him, but that's so rare, you know, and to care about, you know, Batman or Bruce Wayne or whoever, the, whatever you want to call him, you need that origin story. Again, sorry for the random crackling. Um, dealing with a shitty computer, but like I said, yeah, you got it. You got to have a good origin story um, to make you care about a character, and um, that's kind of where I'm gonna go conversation-wise when talking about uh, TV shows and what I've started to really become a fan of because of the way they're structured and the way that they can build characters and tell a story in a perfectly concise amount of time. So that's Deadpool. Um, I don't really need to get into it that much. I didn't finish it. Um, just figured I'd 
tune in. I know I'd piss a lot of people off saying that because they're such fans of the movie, but I just wasn't that into it, and uh, it wasn't my cup of tea. And I'm one for raunchy humor. Okay, so that's Deadpool, um, and I don't really want to talk about it anymore. So uh, the second thing I was going to talk about, I saw um, one movie last weekend in theaters. I haven't gone to the theaters in a while. I think the last movie I saw, and it couldn't be more different. Uh, I saw The Lobster. And it was, you know, I, I think I bragged about it on, on the last podcast I did. It was fucking awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but what I did see uh, as a third wheel, um, being me, of course, um, I saw uh, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. And it was fucking hilarious. I loved it. I honestly was laughing my ass off in the theater the whole time. I haven't seen a good comedy that made me laugh like that uh, in a while. And I also haven't seen a comedy in theaters in a while. So I think I kind of forgot what it was like to laugh with an audience and just be in that environment. It's so much fun. And and honestly, when I was in there, I kept thinking like, damn, if I, I bet I would have enjoyed Deadpool so much more if I'd seen it in this kind of, uh, this kind of environment, but it was hilarious. It was a stupid comedy. It's like, doesn't take itself way too seriously. Uh, there are those moments where it tries to tell a story and like build characters kind of like you'd see and maybe like forgetting Sarah Marshall or I love you, man, those classic, uh, raunchy comedies that kind of have like love stories too. And, uh, you know, those are a little cringy, um, with like Zach Efron trying to like actually act and it's like, all right, this sucks, but he's fucking hilarious. And, um, really the guy who's the funniest motherfucker is that Adam Devine guy. Um, he cracked me up and then what you had like Anna Kendrick and then Aubrey Plaza. I think she, yeah, from like Parks and Rec. I think that's her name. She just came out as bisexual. Um, like literally right before I saw the movie, I was like, Oh, good for you. Uh, but anyways, good movie. Honestly, I think. I think it's worth seeing if you just want to go have a laugh in a movie theater or like, you know, take it home eventually and watch it with some other people. But I, I had a good time. I laughed my ass off. And like I said, Adam Devine, fucking hilarious. Um, and it's one of those movies there's not really much to talk about because it's, it's like a stupid, silly comedy. So it's like the only thing I could do is just talk about the funny things, which would be much funnier for you to see. So either way, I give it a recommendation just in terms of being a comedic movie, simple. And um, like I said, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like even though they do try and build the, build the love story a little bit and build up characters in that certain way. For the most part, they just joke around and like right from the beginning, it's like, you guys need wedding dates. You guys party all the fucking time. And it's like, all right, yeah, I can buy into this premise. This is simple enough and, uh, I can be into it. So it was fucking great. And, uh, I had a good time. So might be up for best picture this year. I'm not sure. Anyways. Um, I think that's it for movie talk. I didn't really see anything else recently, but I have been watching my shows and so what I was referring to earlier, and uh, I might try and keep this short and sweet because I'm having, guess what, computer issues. Uh, but maybe that'll be better for you guys. I don't know. Um, but we're, I do have a lot of TV shows to talk. Let's see. Uh, so what I've been getting into, and I think it's like the perfect fucking length for the medium, is miniseries. And just like one season, one hitters, boom. Because even now, you know, I have more free time. I can watch shows, season four, season five, all that good shit it's kind of too much to handle sometimes like to have that much time to binge. I mean, I used to be able to do it more in college. Um, obviously I can still do it now when I want to, and I still watch a lot of shows, but really like investing all your time in one show and a bunch of fucking seasons. It's such a heavy commitment. And so for me, it's one of those things that I just, I don't have the fucking time for it or patience for it necessarily sometimes. So, uh, obviously I did it with like Thrones recently. I haven't done it with a new show in a while. 
Um, but what I have been getting into is just a mini series format. And uh, I guess you could count one of the shows I am going to talk about is that new Arizona Cardinal show on Amazon video. And it's fucking awesome having this inside look at an NFL team. And I guess you would count it as a mini series because it has, uh, what is it like eight episodes and that's really it. And I don't know if they're going to do more episodes or anything and, uh, or like more seasons, I guess it would be. Uh, so to me, it's like a mini series. It's fucking great. Follows this one team. And, um, obviously it helps that I'm partially a Cardinals fan cause I'm, I live in Phoenix, but, uh, even on top of that, you don't even need to be a fan of the team. It's so interesting. And I know there's that one show. I don't talk about sports very often on here, even sports shows. I don't really watch them. Uh, but my one roommate's a big sports fan. And I mean, I enjoy sports in general, but I'm, you know, more casual and it's a fucking great show. Uh, it's really well done. It actually builds characters. It's so, it's so funny. It's so interesting. So if you have Amazon prime, check it out. I mean, literally they'll talk about a player, build up his character, um, as if it's like a show, you know, like a television. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean? Like it's like a show with actual characters and actors playing them and they'll, you know, show a player and his family and you'll, you know, you just follow them the entire season long and, you know, each episode focuses on different things and then they'll show that player in the game. You know, they have highlights from the game. It's fucking great. And, they'll show the player in the game and then he'll get like hurt and you'll be like, Oh no, what about his family? And it's like so sad, but so good because you care and, and it's awesome. And Bruce Arians is a force of nature. It's incredible. He's so fun to watch as a coach. Um, and the way he handles his players and his, and his organization, he's incredible. So, uh, I, I highly recommend it for any sports fan. And, you know, even if you're not a huge fan of football or whatever, uh, it's, it's just kind of interesting seeing the business side of it. I mean, if you're just like sports in general, you find them interesting, even casually, I think you might even enjoy it as a show because they do a phenomenal job with it. Highly recommend. Um, and on top of that as well, in terms of sports shows, I highly recommend uh, Bill Simmons' new show on HBO. I think it's great too. Uh, completely different format, but it's essentially a talk show with no live audience, which is great because let's be real, the live audience format's like, isn't it kind of like, it's been done for a while. I think we're over it. I don't think we need to be told when to laugh. Uh, and he just has honest conversations with athletes and celebrities and he does little comedic segments in between. I remember one in particular where he made fun of, uh, ads with Steph Curry, fucking hilarious. And it was really, he just made a bunch of accurate observations like he always does. And in the interviews, he kind of pushes it to the limit too. He'll kind of make him uncomfortable if he has to, to try and get the right answers or ask the right questions and, uh, take, take the conversation in a direction he wants to go. I know he, uh, he discussed, you know, greatest players of all time with Charles Barkley. And he really got him to speak openly and honestly. Um, in the first episode, uh, that, that Barkley was in the first episode and also, um, uh, so is Ben Affleck. And I don't, you probably saw clips cause it went viral him going off on deflate gate and it was fucking hilarious hearing him bitch and just getting so angry because he sounds like a passionate sports fan. It made me even like him more as a director and an actor. Uh, so it's a phenomenal show and, and worth seeing. All right, so I'm having fucking technical difficulties, and I think I'm just going to have to wrap this up. Unfortunately, um, I know I only talked about the sports shows, and I kind of breezed through them really quick. I'm sorry, uh, but my fucking computer is causing problems, and I'd rather get an episode out to you guys. So, um, you know, overall, fucking didn't like Deadpool. Really enjoyed Mike and Dave. Um, All or Nothing and Bill Simmons' new show, two phenomenal new shows, one on Amazon, one on HBO. Uh, completely different style, but either way, very good. And then, um, like I said, I gave you a bunch of music suggestions earlier before, uh, the next two things I'm going to be talking about are, um, 
two miniseries that I'm very excited to uh, kind of spread to you. One having been an old one that came out a couple years ago and one being a new one. And actually, I will just try and get to it really quick because it's more relevant uh, time-wise and I'll save the other one for later. Uh, but I did watch The Night Of on HBO. Could not recommend anymore. And um, I, it was the most tense 80 minutes. It's 80 minutes long. It's like a fucking film. And uh, it was so tense. It was so well done. And it kept me on the edge of my seat the entire time. I was talking to people about work about it today. Uh, and I just spoiled everything. And I realized, I'm like, shit, I kind of ruined that. And if you've seen the trailer, I mean, mainly the first episode spoiled. You know where it's going. But I won't spoil how they make it so tense and where they actually bring the characters uh, and bring all the, the things that happen. I mean, it's, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, and, and it's so tense and it made me very anxious. And I was watching late at, late at night. It was very dark in my living room. I got scared. Okay. I got a little scared, but either way, it is really good. Check it out. 80 minutes long. I can get into it later too. I know the second episode's coming out this Sunday, which is going to be fucking great. And then I'll have an awesome mini series suggestion for you. Um, later on the next episode so thanks for listening and uh let's leave you with a track by damn funk actually correction i believe it's uh it's dame funk now that i think about it. i don't know i don't know which one maybe i'll fucking tweet him and he'll respond anyways it's called uh close to who after his latest newest album uh it's fucking funky as shit enjoy and have a great weekend and sorry for the shorter episode and rushing through it just got to figure out something with these computer issues either way thanks for listening and uh, here's Dame Funk. Dame Funk, I don't know which one it is, but uh, enjoy. Mm-hmm.